Welcome back, everyone, to episode seven of Travel Tea. Kristen and Crystal here. How are you today, Chris? I'm doing well. How are things over there in snowy New Jersey? It is snowy. Hopefully, this is enticing everyone to pack their bags and get the heck out of the cold (laughs) into the Caribbean or... If they do like the cold and the snow, head over to Wyoming where it's so much more fun to enjoy the snow than it is here. That's powdery white snow. Get the skis out. Exactly. That would definitely be my choice for snow day. Oh, 100%. 100%. So for all of our listeners today, we have a couple of topics that we wanted to discuss. And it, it seems like every week we're talking about the same stuff that's going around the vaccines and COVID, but this is the space that we're in right now. This is how travel is trending. So obviously as the situation moves through and the days get brighter, we'll have other stuff to chat about. But I was so interested to read an article on Travel Weekly saying that fake COVID documents are causing real problems for travel. Now, I really didn't know that people were forging or that you could forge, I guess, a COVID test result and try to get into a destination with a fake test. I mean, I know that it is, it isn't the easiest thing in the world to get a COVID test in time for travel and you have to be within a certain window, but it's not impossible, right? So I don't know why some people are going to such lengths, but I mean, have you read this? And like, what are your thoughts on it? No, I've seen a lot about this. And actually, I know somebody, um, I know a couple people who have actually done it, who will obviously remain anonymous. <laughs> um, but I only found out after the fact. And honestly, the people who are going down this route, like either number one are very desperate, which then I feel bad for them, obviously, because if they feel the need to do that. And then on the other hand, I'm like, are these people not afraid of prison? Because that's my main reason as to why I would never go down this road. Because like people who have done it, I was looking at stories today on Travel Pulse, are facing serious jail time or hundreds of thousands of dollars in in fines, which is understandable. I feel like over the past couple of weeks, we have come across and read about quite a few individuals who apparently don't care about facing jail time. <laughs> I mean, it just, it doesn't surprise me anymore. I guess I just, I, I didn't, realize that there it was such a big issue. I mean, I, I guess like a couple of people trying to slip through, but apparently it's now going on in quote unquote, the dark web. So I guess the place oh, yeah. where- And on the yeah. black market as well. Like people will literally make a business out of every anything. Like the new black market business is falsifying COVID-19 test results. And honestly, I don't know what more to take from that. 2021 is hitting us hard. That's what I mean. And so then, I mean, when you hear on the, on the other side of it, right? So airlines are really trying to step up to the plate and make it as easy and seamless for travelers as possible. And I read about American Airlines that they have this Verifly app where you can enter your COVID-19 test results ahead of, you know, getting to the airport and it's all now digital and it displays on your, your iPad or tablet or whatever a pass message. And basically it's just an easier way to get your documentation through. But then I kind of go back to, obviously people are going to different, through different states, hospitals, clinics, et cetera. So how does this app verify, and for lack of a better word, 
that the documents are real that the person is putting through? <laughs> I have no idea. And honestly, the skill of some of these people is crazy because I've had some people fully get like downloading, paying for Adobe Photoshop. That is dedication to the cause. It's not cheap. <laughs> And then other people are just going into like either Snapchat or like the paint app or something like that and just changing the date. They're either changing the date if they have an out of date one or they're actually using somebody else's and changing the name. That's incredible. Both of which are crazy to me. Yeah, because you're, I mean, falsifying documents. You weren't kidding about jail time, especially when it comes to like air travel and, you know, your air ticket. And like, so when you go through TSA and everything, that's government. So, and you're going into a country with a completely different government. That would scare me. I would be so scared to have a false document entering into an international border. Would you? (laughs) I would be absolutely terrified. The one time that there was a misunderstanding with me and my passport and I was in the Bahamas, I think I told you about this. They like took me into that back room where they like search through people's luggage and, you know, they treat you like you're a full criminal. I have never been so scared in my life. I was like, am I about to sit in a Bahamian <laughs> prison right now? Because I, I wouldn't know what to do. That was literally last year after, what was it, CHCA? Wait, and do you know, I think the same thing happened to me in the Bahamas, which by the way, they, they were very strict before. So I can only imagine what it's like now. I was traveling home alone after CHA. And, or no, my parents were with me, but we were in a different line. And the... The immigration, the woman at immigration said, oh, you're traveling alone. I said, no, my parents are back there. And she assumed, I guess I was lying and I was traveling alone. And she hand walked me. She got up and she said, and I, first of all, I was like, wow, what service? Like what an idiot I was. And she takes me into the back room and I swear to you, I was sweating so bad because I said, oh my God, she thinks that I'm smuggling something went through every single piece of everything that I owned. It was very scary. Yeah. So I could not even begin to imagine falsifying um, any type of document. Not even <laughs> It kind of reminds me of like, what the kids used to do in high school when they used to get the fake driver's license. Did you guys ever do that? I never got a fake driver's license. I did the one where I got somebody older than me that looks like me. Oh, you went because in further. England, yeah, because yeah, in England they scan the IDs, so they you can't use just one of those fake ones because you need the like whatever the print is that you can't see. That it's a whole scanning thing in England. It's very serious. Yeah, well, I mean, I never, I don't know why I I wasn't like a rebel, but I remember a friend <laughs> of mine in college actually did them the fake IDs in her dorm, and I remember just looking at the entire process and just how intricate it was. And honestly, none of them looked good. Let's just call a spade a spade. I mean, they did not look official. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just an interesting thing. And I guess as we move forward, because what happens then obviously with vaccine and people who have to have that as well in terms of certification, I'm sure people are going to try to forge vaccine information as well. That's going to be the next biggest thing. My question regarding this falsifying results, do you feel like the fact that you can't get test results back is the only reason people are doing it or they simply just don't want to get tested and they're just getting someone else's and putting their name on it? I think, I think one of two things. I think the ease of getting the test, maybe they just don't want to have to deal with it. And number two, maybe the fear of it coming back positive and then them having that to That is a big one. 
consequences, right? Because if, okay, so you've booked this travel and you don't want to be the reason why either your group can't go or that you can't go after you've spent all this money. Uh, I, I, I mean, and it's still not worth it to me. that scratchy throw in your <laughs> Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I swear. I don't know. I mean, maybe the people that do this just don't have that fear in the back of their head, but I mean, I would for, for sure. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this moves forward and how they're going to regulate it at the airports and at the borders. I mean, time will tell, of course, but it does seem as we move forward week by week that more and more international destinations will be requiring the vaccine to enter. I mean, we saw this, what, last week it was Iceland and the Seychelles, Seychelles, maybe maybe in a different, you know, there was a couple other ones thrown in there, but they are now saying we're opening this summer, but you have to have your vaccine certification. Crazy. It's a crazy time. And I was actually speaking to my dad dad about this the other day. I don't think there's a single other place in the world like existing right now before COVID-19 that you had to be vaccinated to actually enter the destination. I think there's places where it's, you know, highly suggested, but I don't think there's anywhere that would literally turn you away from not having a vaccine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a crazy time that we're living in. And and like we said on the last episode, this is definitely something that our generation and the generations before us, immediate generations before us would, would have not experienced. And so time will tell, but on some more positive news, I did see a poll by Travel Weekly that came out yesterday that more and more travel advisors are optimistic that they will survive this pandemic. I mean, don't forget, we are coming up on a year of this now, and there has been so much loss, whether it's jobs and lives and everything. This is no joke, but it is really nice to see that, and I'm going to pull up the exact stat, it said more than 72% of the poll respondents, and I think that they polled just over a thousand travel advisors, estimated that they can stay in business for at least another six months through oh, this. Fantastic to have. It, it is because you just feel like, and you know that eventually this will be over. It's just, we don't know when. And I think that seeing the positivity from the travel trade community is so uplifting because you know, they're seeing that the the clients are ready to travel. I I, I don't think that the thirst for travel has gone away. If anything, it's gotten more intense. It's just about restrictions and and how easy or hard it is to get into the destination. So I thought that was pretty positive. It is absolutely because I've been hearing some people say like, oh, 2021 is done. Like, let's look for 2022, 2023. And I'm like, no, we can't give up hope. We're literally four days into the second month of this year. Like, Give us yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and one of the, the travel advisors that they quoted in the article, it was, it was so great. And she's like, listen, it's like cleaning out a closet. It always looks bad once you've cleaned it out before you put the stuff away. And it's so true. So I think that we're just, we're getting through that muck right now and, you know, getting ourselves organized for, you know, for the future and then the eventual resurgence, which, you know, fingers crossed, but Um, I have one more piece of positive news that I want to share this week, and it's about JetBlue. So they just came out with their new, I I don't know if you would call it seating arrangement or the way that they've configured the mint cabin. But for those of you that don't know, JetBlue, which was notoriously an airline that had a one cabin 
they'd never had sort of like a first class and then, you know, your economy, they have men's service, which is their first class life flat seats that they have reconfigured the cabins. And I don't know if this is going to be on just the newer aircrafts or if they'll be doing this on existing ones, but I think it's giving more people the opportunity in the cabin to all have their own cubby space, it seemed like. I mean, did you see that as well? Yeah, no, they look incredible. And I think it's through all of this, the fact that airlines and businesses are still being so innovative is Mm -hmm. incredible because that obviously could not have been easy to be looking to invest and spend all that money and all the research over the past year. But for it to come out, it's just another thing that's going to inspire people to travel. And, you know, as soon as you make something more exclusive, more luxurious, more private, I think that's really the trend of what's going to be happening this year. Oh, absolutely. And, and I don't know, JetBlue, for some reason, and I know that the airlines obviously had one of the most dire experiences of this whole situation, but JetBlue seems like the ones that, I mean, they've just partnered with American Airlines, so they're going to be code sharing now. So for those of us um, or those of our listeners that are not in the industry, that basically means that you know, they're kind of combining forces, if you will. So if you book, if you are, say, a JetBlue in their loyalty program, you're a Mosaic member, and you want to book a flight with a certain route, but JetBlue doesn't fly there, but American does, you still get your loyalty through JetBlue for flying that route with American Airlines. So it kind of just essentially doubles their capacity and routes and airports that they're going to be flying in and out of, which is really positive for me because they're not scaling back. It seems like they're pushing full steam ahead. Exactly. And the more connected we continue to be as a globe, it's just going to get better and better. Excited to see it. Excited to actually be on one of those planes and experience it. Yeah. And you know what? My last bit of positive juice is that JetBlue did announce that at the end of this year, the date isn't set, obviously, because it's kind of a moving target right now, but it is for sure that JetBlue will be flying JFK to London Heathrow. Nonstop. So I think that's Yeah, especially if you get to experience that mint service, because usually I you know, it's a toss-up for me when when we head over to London and obviously United is the the airline that I fly the most, but I think it would be so awesome to fly JetBlue into London. It just gives our advisors another another way to send their clients over there. Absolutely. No, we've definitely got to experience it the next time we hop over the pond, when, whenever they've started. I know. So fingers crossed on that, that it will be this year at some point. Well, I'm um, glad we're ending on good news. No, we are. This is, it's, it's interesting. I mean, we've, we've had some funny stories so far with our episodes, but this is really the first one that we are actually getting to share some positivity and light and just some really good news because the industry needs it. We need it. And hopefully, you know, as we move forward, we'll have some more positive stuff to share with you guys. Absolutely. 